Hey, it is Sybil from The Possibility of Today. Thanks so much for dropping by and tuning in. This show is all about the events in our life, whether it's the current events in the news or the specific happening in our own life. We get into all of it so that we can make sure we are using our 24 hours every day exactly how we want to. So I hope you will stick around. You are listening to The Possibility of Today on webtalkradio.net. Happy New Year. Happy 2013. I cannot believe it. I can't believe it's literally already 2013. I mean, did 2012 fly by for you? It was almost like it didn't even happen. It went by so fast for me. And now it's 2013, it's a new year, it's January, we know what that means, right? New Year's resolution time. My New Year's resolution is... This year my resolution. So my New Year's resolution... I'm gonna eat healthy. I'm gonna drink less. I'm gonna study more. I'm gonna be more patient. I'm gonna spend more time with my family. I'm gonna learn how to bake. I'm gonna read more. I'm gonna learn to paint. This year? This year. This year? This year? This year? (laughs) Yeah this year 2013 thanks to wong food productions for that one but yes this is the time of year that we all know about because so many people are claiming what they're going to be accomplishing are you making any resolutions for the year please tell me the answer is yes and you haven't let the naysayers or the haters get in your mind you know trying to convince you what's the point of making resolutions No one accomplishes them. You go after this stuff for a while, you get all inspired, and then boom, it fizzles out, and you never get what you want. Let me tell you something. (laughs) The people who are making things happen are in the business of making resolutions. They are continually setting goals. They are working at them. They are accomplishing them. And so what I would say is not only should you have a resolution for this year, I say let's take it a step further And make certain that you have continual goals, that you are continually rethinking what's possible. Dreaming big, going for what you really want, and of course, achieving it. That's what we all need to be doing. And we are going to discuss both the New Year's resolutions and also taking it one step further and dreaming big and rethinking what's possible on today's show. Because when it comes to rethinking what's possible and totally changing the trajectory of your life, there are so many interesting stories out there. Like Ted Turner, the media mogul who founded CNN. We'll get to hear his philosophy on setting goals that are just so big, almost bigger than you even feel that you can achieve. And also Will Smith, we'll hear from him and how he talks about you can create Whatever it is that you want, it's just about learning and going after those things you're really passionate about. And of course, we can't talk about dreaming big and rethinking what's possible without including some advice from Oprah Winfrey, who obviously is continually dreaming big and most importantly, accomplishing everything that she's dreaming big about. And we can never forget about the superstar athletes. So we'll also hear from Michael Jordan and also Laird Hamilton, the famous surfer. I am just such a big believer in dreaming big and really 
rethinking what's possible for yourself and of course going for and most importantly accomplishing what you want in fact it's it's not just lip service I've got my own story which I'm gonna share because for those of you who may not be familiar with my background I actually used to be an attorney uh, a couple years ago and I quit my job to start possibility of today and at the time I was four months pregnant was I crazy possibly after you hear the details you can decide that but it all happened because I just dreamed big and I I really tried to think about okay what do I want what do I want to accomplish and so we are going to get into all of that today and if you don't have a resolution yet and you're looking for one you've come to the right place because we'll find you one and if you already have one we're gonna talk about how you can make sure it happens because no one wants a resolution that they fail to meet, right? That's definitely not the object of the game. But in addition to that, we're gonna take it one step farther. And because New Year's resolutions, I believe are very important and they can definitely set you up for more and more success throughout the entire year. But what is key is to continually have these resolutions, to have these goals to be in the business of dreaming big and going after what you really want. So if you have limiting beliefs that you know are working against you, we will bust them all today. And finally, we are gonna get into the living today better than yesterday quiz section, just to make sure we really are integrating the things we know we should be doing. But first, let's start off with the New Year's resolutions. It's 2013, can you believe it? Let's set ourselves up to make some big things happen. It's so time to take a quantum leap, don't you think? You are listening to The Possibility of Today on webtalkradio.net. All right, so we are all probably very familiar with New Year's resolutions, I'm sure We've made them ourselves. We know tons of people who've made them. It's a new year. Why not make a resolution? You have an entire new slate of 365 days. It's the beginning of the year. You're feeling pumped and people are setting all types of resolutions. And I have a question for you. What is your resolution? Do you have one? Because if you don't, I thought it would be great to look at what's out there. I mean, what are your options? There are, of course, the popular ones that we all know about, like losing weight and getting into shape. My New Year's resolution is I gotta lose weight. I'm gonna lose a little bit of weight. Not that I'm that bad, but I wanna get in shape. Gotta get into shape is right, especially for those of us that know we've been slacking a little and eating way too much over the holidays, I definitely fall into this camp. In fact, I really should be working out right now. And this is definitely one of my 2013 resolutions. But then there's also, you know, the other popular resolutions, like really slowing down and enjoying the day in front of you. I have a ton of them. Uh, one of my main ones is to enjoy each day for what it is, whether it's good or bad, because I ain't gonna get it back, so. How true it is. We are not going to ever be able to get back any days. So I am so all about that one too. You know, I think one of the best things we can do is slow down, 
and just really focus on enjoying the moment and the day in front of us. So that's another good resolution. But another common one that people are always, of course, talking about and deciding that they're going to set their targets on has to do with relationships. Whether it means improving the relationship you have or finding a, a good one if you're not in a relationship or just deciding you're gonna learn from all the past relationships gone wrong. And this time, oh my God, I can remember saying that so many times. <laughs> this time, date the right person. You know that good old promise you make, like this time I am not settling. I am going to find somebody that's right and I'm not gonna date anyone until I know that this person is a match for me. In fact, I've even heard some people use the whole scale of, you know, on a scale of one to 10, I'm not gonna date anyone that is under a seven. My New Year's resolutions. Um, well, I, I've been making them for a lot of my male friends and it's called sevens and above. No more scragglers. <laughs> That's right, no more scragglers. I can see why this one is important though. You don't want to continually date people that you know are just not going to work out, right? It's like such a waste of time. Or, of course, people that are scragglers. I mean, it's been a while since I've been on the dating scene, but I can see how someone could legitimately make a resolution. So if you're looking for one, this is a potential option as well. And lastly, while we are on the topic of New Year's resolutions, Let's go over some of the top New Year's resolutions, some of the other ones. Spend more time with families and friends. This is a good one. This is a big one. 50% of Americans are vowing to appreciate their loved ones and spend more time with family and friends this year. I think that should be a consideration. Put that one on your list. Another popular one is, of course, to quit smoking. If you're a smoker, definitely a good one to consider. Getting out of debt, that's another popular one. And of course, another good one. I mean, no one wants to be burdened by debt anymore. And so really making it a resolution and deciding, hey, you know what, this year I am getting out of debt. Another good one to consider, learning something new. That's another popular one. And honestly, I think this one is a must. You know, I think I've learned that life is just so much more fun and entertaining and challenging when you're pushing yourself and trying to just learn new stuff. And then the fifth most popular New Year's resolution, getting organized. Oh yeah, that's life-changing. You know, when you finally clean your desk or you clean your drawers or the spring cleaning or you're just completely organized and you stop wasting time looking for stuff because it's all scattered, this is another good one. In fact, I think all of those are really good ones if you're looking for a resolution and you would do yourself good to consider any of them or maybe several. But the main question always is, will you actually be able to accomplish what you set out to do? Can you follow through? There's a huge, huge camp of people that are gonna say you're wasting your time. Don't make a New Year's resolution that you're never gonna be able to accomplish people are always saying you're just setting yourself up for failure and that is worse than not trying at all this year i hope not to make any more resolutions because i don't keep them i don't make them anymore i always break them no point like like why it's gonna get broken
Mm. I have to say, I don't do resolutions. Really? No, I've never been a big resolution person to begin with. But sometimes I feel like you just kind of set yourself mm-hmm. up. Sorry, Dylan. Um, yeah, so I'm not. I'm, my resolution is no resolutions, no resolutions. but I fully I support like you in your efforts. Oh, it's not going to work. I mean, I am setting myself up. <laughs> and that is the attitude. Yes. <laughs> yes, so of course, they're this huge camp of naysayers. You may have run into them. I mean, you may have fallen into that camp at one point. You know, it's people who are going to tell you what is the point of making a resolution because they're just being broken. Let me tell you the good news. All of you resolution makers, research is on our side because according to time.com, and I've got it right here, John Norcross, who is a professor from the University of Scranton, did this huge research project. And he found that 46% of New Year's resolvers will be successful and accomplish their resolution in six months, 46%, that's not bad. Imagine if someone told you that you had a 46% chance of winning the lottery. I bet you'd go buy a ticket. (laughs) I know I would. And you wanna know something that's even better than that? One of the most important things he said, what it really comes down to is belief. If you're going to be a part of the 46 percenters, it's because you believe that you can accomplish your resolution. And I love that, right? Because that means it's all in our control because we can do things that strengthen our belief and we can then choose to be a part of this group, a part of the 46 percenters that are accomplishing the resolutions. It's not some arbitrary process where, you know, only a lucky 46% of people are going to accomplish their resolutions. This is in our control. All we have to do is set the resolution and believe in it. And to the extent that we're like, oh man, I can't lose this weight. It's getting too hard. Then we just have to do things that reinforce our belief. And we are that much more likely to accomplish our resolution. Those people who fall out of the 46 percenters, the people who are not meeting their resolutions, it's easy. One, they either didn't believe it was likely that they were going to accomplish what they wanted, so they decided why bother, and they didn't set a resolution. Those are, of course, the naysayers, the haters that we were talking about. Or two, there are those people who set these resolutions but then decided to quit because they got tired of trying and they had decided it wasn't going to happen. But in both of those instances, all of those people that aren't a part of the 46% club chose not to be. Think about it. The last time you were working at something and you stopped working at it, you quit. You chose to quit. I know if I'm being honest, every single time that I quit working at something, I chose to quit and I knew exactly what I was doing. I thought, you know what? I just don't want to stay on this diet anymore. I'm tired of not eating. I'm hungry. (laughs) Or when I decided to break my workout schedule, I was like, 
I'm not going to go after this anymore. I don't feel like waking up. I choose to quit. I'm going to do this next month. It's all about choice. It's all about choosing to be in this 46%. And certain people are going to be determined enough and will refuse to quit. And they will choose to be a 46 percenter and make their resolution come true. And others are going to just let the opportunity to make a positive change in their life pass them by. But the choice is ours. That's the great thing. The power is in our hands. And we're going to choose these resolutions and we are going to also choose to not quit. It's all about choice. I want to talk a little bit about goals on the line of how do you lose 37 pounds and write a book. I'm just going to kind of give you that as an example. For 24 years of my adult life, by choice, I weighed well over 200 pounds. I say by choice because, you see, I have never accidentally eaten anything. <laughs> I mean, it's always been deliberate. And when I choose to eat too much today, I have chosen to weigh too much tomorrow. You can choose to set goals and realize your potential, or you can choose not to set them. It really is so true, isn't it? It's all about choice. That was actually an old clip of Zig Ziglar, the American author, and what he said was true back then, and of course it's true now. It really comes down to choice and what we choose to believe and then of course do when we really want something. Like so many other things in our life, hitting your New Year's resolution all comes down to your choice. So that's the question you can ask. If you're wondering if it's worth it to set a New Year's resolution, if you're wondering if you're going to meet your New Year's resolution, the question really is, are you going to choose to meet it? On those days when you just don't feel like working at it anymore, are you going to keep going? Are you going to quit like I did when I decided I was not going to go to the gym and that I was just going to get off that diet? The point is you get to choose and you have to decide, do you believe you're going to meet it? And now I am all about choosing to meet my goals. And it doesn't mean that there aren't those days that I totally have to push through and keep on going. But what I know is that I have chosen something and I am not going to stop until I accomplish it. So now that I have you convinced to make a resolution and to not listen to all those people that are telling you that it's a waste of time, even if one of those people is yourself, now you can reconsider today. <laughs> the question then becomes, how can you make sure that you get it? Like you've made this resolution, you have this belief, you decided you're not gonna quit, what can you specifically do? Well, I've got a suggestion because I actually have been doing all of this research over the last year because I am creating a course that has the seven simple but powerful steps to accomplish what you want. 
and I'm also in the midst of finishing a book on the same topic. So I've had a lot of time to spend looking into the success trajectory of people, of different people. And there are a lot of things that they do in common. And I think one of the most important things that I noticed was you've got to break down what you want into 30-day bite-sized pieces. So what that means is you have your major resolution, like I'm going to lose 20 pounds. But then what you do is you think about, okay, what can I do in the next 30 days to get closer to that goal? So for many resolutions, right, you're probably not going to accomplish them in 30 days. I mean, they're big things. Like you can't lose all the weight that you're trying to lose in a month, but you can lose a portion of that. And so what I do and what I'm recommending are having these little mini resolutions that relate to your bigger resolution. And when you can focus on what you're doing in the next 30 days, it just feels a lot less huge. So for the month of January, for example, if you had a goal to lose a certain amount of weight over the entire course of the year, you would say, okay, for January, I'm going to lose 10 of those pounds. And what that means is I'm going to eat healthy, you know, and really focus on that six days of the week. And on day seven, I'm going to treat myself and I'm going to make it to the gym four out of seven days, literally for the month of January, this becomes your goal. So your focus is immediate, right? It's on the next 30 days. And so what that means is, you know, okay, this is week two of January. I need to get to the gym four times. I need to eat healthy. And it just kind of narrows what you're trying to do and allows you to focus on these next 30 days. And then when February comes, you know, you've obviously met your January mini resolution. And so you build on that, right? And so for February, you're like, okay, this time I'm going to lose eight more pounds. And again, it's another mini resolution that's building towards your bigger resolution but you have now new things that you're going to do for February. Hey, January went well. You made it to the gym. So now you're going to maybe up it. And so now I'm going to the gym five times a week and I'm eating healthy every day. I'm not cheating for the whole month of February. It's a short month, right? It's only 28 days. Why not? So you can literally decide in 30-day increments how you're going to take steps forward. And then, of course, all of these steps add up to the huge resolution being met. So I am a big advocate of really kind of breaking things down into pieces and doing things in chunks. And I think if you have a resolution and you really want to go after it, you want to accomplish it, you've got to break it down into 30-day chunks and you will absolutely see your progress month by month and it'll be easier I believe, to take steps in the right direction and to not feel like, oh my gosh, this goal is so big, so enormous that I'm just going to quit. And what that also means, you know, is that you are going to commit to taking a step every day for 30 days. You're not going to lose momentum. It's 30 days. So what you're going to promise yourself is 
even if I only have five minutes to work toward my goal, like I say, I'm decided I want to write a book and you know, I've had a crazy day. I have all these errands to run. The kids have to go to school, but I'm going to stop for 15 minutes and I'm going to work on my book today. And the idea is that, you know, you have these chunks of time, these 30 days, and you commit to doing something, anything, every single day and keeping your mini resolution top of mind. That way you don't lose momentum. You don't want to quit because it's just not even really an option because it's part of what you're doing every day. And I think that is the key, right? Is to always make certain that you are keeping the momentum going and that you are taking steps forward every single day. So that is my number one recommendation in terms of meeting resolutions and in fact, meeting goals. I have continually put myself on 30-day systems or 30-day action plans for anything and everything I want to accomplish. So I totally recommend that. So there you have it. You know why you want to have a New Year's resolution. You get to choose to have one. You get to choose to meet it. You've got the research behind you saying that 46% of people who choose to go after their New Year's resolutions and believe that they're going to accomplish them are going to meet them. You also have the plan for how you're going to make that happen. You're going to do things in 30-day increments. You're going to set goals, have many resolutions that tie in to your larger resolution. And most importantly, make sure you are taking a step every single day. I'm telling you, if you do that, you absolutely will accomplish your New Year's resolution. But the story doesn't end there because while New Year's resolutions are important, and I definitely believe we need to be in the business of having them, I think that we've got to take it a step farther. And that means that we have to continually go for those things that we really want. We need lots of resolutions throughout the entire year, not just January when it's time to set one or two. We have to continually rethink what's really possible. We need to get in the habit of dreaming big and making sure we lean in that direction because everyone wants to take a quantum leap forward in 2013, don't you? That's what we're going to get into next. You are listening to The Possibility of Today on webtalkradio.net. All right. So for those of you who aren't familiar with my backstory, I am a former attorney, worked in corporate America for a little over a decade, but a couple of years ago, I actually decided to quit my job and go after what I really wanted, which ended up being the possibility of today. And we're going to get into the details of all of that and that story a little later. But the point is that I'm all about setting goals and going for them, especially after what I've been through, because I think that one of the things that I have learned is that it's not just about accomplishing any old goal. You know, when I was in corporate America and when I was an attorney, 
I just set goals that specifically related to my career and my profession. I never took the time to think about what I really, really wanted. And I think it's so important because you have to always rethink what's possible for yourself and you don't want to kind of get trapped and to think too small. You want to dream big. And oftentimes that means you've got to take off the realistic handcuffs and just think about what you really want. You've got to push yourself a little to do that because it's not something that we're, you know, normally used to doing. We're used to kind of thinking about whatever's in front of us and setting goals based on that. But if you focus on dreaming bigger and then you make certain that you're actually doing it, I think that's how you kind of really end up in the place that you want to be. And actually, Ted Turner recommended on Oprah's masterclass that you set your goals extremely high, like crazy high. And I think that makes perfect sense because it just makes sure you're never aiming too low, that you're never settling. My father told me when I was a small boy, he strongly recommended that I set my goals so high. He said, please set your goals so high. And we all know that Ted Turner has accomplished so much. He's this huge media mogul, and of course he started CNN. But what I didn't realize is that when he is talking about setting goals that are so high and following his father's advice, he's not even talking about CNN or his media empire. He's talking about something even bigger, a bigger goal, a bigger dream that he has for himself. I'm trying to help save the world, and I think that's probably, you know, higher than I, I don't anticipate achieving it completely, but I would like to. You know, money can't solve all the problems. It won't put back the rainforest back when it's clear cut. But money can solve a lot of problems. Turner put his money where his mouth is Thursday night, pledging a billion dollars to the United Nations over the next 10 years. Because the real greatest joy and satisfaction of all, I think, is, is helping others. I think, and, uh, well, you know, I gave away so far close to about half of what I had, and that made me feel real good. I'd like to see us all living in peace and harmony. We could all be if we just, uh, almost all of us, if we just put a little more effort into it. And I'm going to keep working on it. Now, helping to save the world? I definitely say that qualifies as setting a high goal. And the point really is, right, that you've got to always dream big, no matter who you are, no matter if you're Ted Turner, no matter what you've already accomplished. And that's really what I love about his story, because despite everything that he has already done. He's still dreaming big. And there are so many other people that also have adopted this philosophy of no matter what you've accomplished to continually dream big, to go for more and more. Laird Hamilton is actually another great example. He is the American surfer, the famous American surfer who's actually married to Gabrielle Reese, the, uh, professional volleyball player and on Oprah's masterclass he also shared that 
as he says it, he is a believer in having morphing goals, which I thought was really interesting and right on point. I have goals that always, they, they morph. You know, I have morphing goals that when I get near it, I change it and it gets so that I'm always striving because I, I feel like the last thing I'd ever want to do is just achieve a goal and be like, okay, I'm good now. And then be like, okay, so now what? And all those people that we are continually looking at who are accomplishing goal after goal, the high profile people, but even just the everyday people that have just found their way to continual success are in the business of dreaming and rethinking what's really possible. And they really believe that they can accomplish what they put their minds to. It's like Michael Jordan explained, you always have to dream big and you can't believe in limits. One day you might look up and see me playing the game at 50. <laughs> oh, don't laugh. Don't laugh. <laughs> Never say never, because limits, like fears, are often just an illusion. And we never want to set ourselves up to believe in illusions, right? Like the illusion of limits. And these people all know that it's just an illusion, that they can accomplish what they want. And to buy into those limiting beliefs or the chief negativity officer in your mind that's trying to convince you to settle or that there's just certain things that are so unlikely and, and beyond you, why would you even bother? They all know like that's just fiction and they don't buy in. And they are confident. They have found their way to understanding that there really aren't limits to what you can accomplish. And it's, again, it's not just the celebrities because Anyone who is continually accomplishing what they want, they believe they can do it. And of course, people are going to say, yeah, it's easy for people who are always accomplishing stuff to believe that they can, you know, dream big and go for more and more. They've already accomplished so much. But the point is that they also had to start out at the beginning at some point, right? <laughs> they didn't just voila and, you know, I'm Michael Jordan they started off with just a dream and then they worked and they had tenacity and they had grit and they went after what they want and they accomplished it. And then they built on that and they built on that and they kept dreaming bigger and bigger and bigger. And I love this because it's something that we can again, choose to just start doing. You can choose to decide you're no longer going to buy into limiting beliefs. You can choose to start dreaming big and to start taking steps to get there. It doesn't mean that you have to make some crazy change in your life that you have to go and quit your job or do something that you're uncomfortable with, but you can decide, you know what? I am going to start dreaming and I'm going to believe that somehow, some way at some point in the future, I'm going to get this dream. I mean, it's like Will Smith actually explained this. He said that he knows he can set his mind to something, learn it, and accomplish it. It's that simple. I want to represent possibilities. I want to represent the idea that you really can make 
what you want. One of my favorite books is The, the Alchemist, mm -hmm. uh, Paulo Coelho. And that's just, I just believe that. I, I believe that I can create whatever I want to create. If I can put, put my head on it right, study it, learn the patterns, and, you know, I just, I, it's, it's hard to put into words yeah. some real metaphysical, esoteric nonsense, but I feel very strongly that we are who we choose to be. First of all, it's not mumbo-jumbo. It makes sense, number one. Number two, I think sales of the alchemist just went up. <laughs> sales of the alchemist really should go up because it's a, it's a great book. If you haven't read it, I would recommend it. It's a good one. That was actually Will Smith on Tavis Smiley's show. But really, it's, it's so true, right, that we all can create whatever it is that we want. I mean, it's not that we can just sit around and dream and then voila, things will just fall down from the sky for us. We've got, got to work at it. But the key is, and what so many people who are continually accomplishing what they want realize is that one of the main first steps and probably 70% of actually doing it is believing it. And like Will Smith said, he wants to represent possibility and the idea that you really can make what you want. I know we all look at him as this like huge blockbuster actor but another important thing to see about him is what he does really represent. He represents possibility. He didn't start off as this huge actor, blockbuster film, 20 million a film every time actor. He worked his way up and he created what he wanted. He dreamed big and he got it. And the other thing that I thought was key that Will Smith shared is his ultimate commitment to whatever he wants. As he says, he will not be outworked. He's, he's going to die on the treadmill. If he's racing you on a treadmill, he is going to go harder. He is always all chips in and will go after whatever it is he wants hardcore until he gets it. Only thing that I see that is distinctly different about me is I'm not afraid to die on a treadmill, right? I will run. You would not be outworked. I will not be outworked, right. period. You know, you might have more talent than me. You might be smarter than me. You might be sexier than me. You might be all of those things. You got it on me in nine categories. But if we get on the treadmill together, right, there's two things. You're getting off first yeah. or I'm going to die. You're not going to outwork me. It's, it's, a, it's a very, the commodity that I see the majority of people who aren't getting the places they want or aren't achieving the things that, that they want is strictly based on hustle. It's strictly based on being outworked. It's strictly based on missing crucial opportunities. So that's the question, right? Like when you're going after something, can you absolutely say that you will not be outworked? Because I think in addition to believing that you can, you also have to be willing 
to put in the work, to overcome the failure, to learn the lessons, to be willing to work on those days when you don't want to work, to go above and beyond the call of duty to get what you want. And when I was doing my research, that was definitely something I saw. Those high achievers were relentless. They consistently and continually kept pushing and pushing. They were all willing to die on a treadmill for what they want. I mean, and who better to listen to right than Oprah? Because after creating the number one talk show of all time, she takes on the enormous challenge of creating her own network. And she did it. She dreamed big. I mean, and that's a huge dream, right? And she's continually working at it and accomplishing more and more with her network. And her philosophy, similar to Will Smith, similar to Ted Turner, similar to everyone that is in the business of accomplishing their big dreams, is that you've got to believe that you can do it. You have to allow your thoughts to be consistent with what you are trying to create. They cannot work against you. And you just got to put in the work. People doubt that your thoughts create reality for you. It doesn't. If you're just sitting around thinking, I want something, it doesn't. But there's no question that there is a space that you create that allows that to happen. So that's another good question, right? Are you creating the space that allows what you want to happen? Are you dreaming big? Are you going after what you want? Are you pushing through? Because honestly, sometimes really going for what you want is a lot easier said than done. And rethinking what's possible and then making those changes in your life can be one of the scariest things you do. Because oftentimes the things that we really want are literally on the other side of some of our greatest fears. But I do believe we're meant to walk through those fears and go for what we really want. And honestly, it's how it worked for me. When I quit my job and created Possibility of Today. Because although I'd been setting goals my entire life, it wasn't until I decided to really rethink what was possible that things started coming together for me the way I thought they were always going to come together. Now, of course, this also meant I had to walk through, you know, the fear of giving up my career and my security. But again, oftentimes the things that are perfect for us require that we walk through fears to reach them. And in terms of what I did, trust me, I had huge fears. And at the time when I quit my job, I was actually four months pregnant with my second child. So <laughs> talk about knowing that you are putting a lot on the line. However, what I also knew is that sometimes you just have to go for what feels right. And there had been a lot of things in the background that had been kind of setting me up to really, you know, muster up the courage to move on. Whether or not I realized it or not, there were, there were things going on, as I like to say, behind the scenes. 
In fact, have you ever gotten a sign that pointed you in a certain direction? That's what happened to me. I was on this business trip in Chicago, but leading up to this business trip, I had been having a lot of confusion, a lot of frustration, trying to figure out what I wanted to do. Like, did I really want to quit my job? Was this the right time? So I'm on this business trip and just going through my normal routine, right? I get to O'Hare Airport, you know, grab a taxi, scoot to my hotel, check in. I go up into my room, plop on the bed, grab the room service menu, and I look up and on the wall in front of me is like a three foot sign. (laughs) And it says that life is about creating yourself. It was the craziest experience ever. I mean, but crazy in a good way because I had been so frustrated and so confused and I was so tired of not knowing what I was supposed to do but feeling like whatever it was that I was doing in terms of just staying at my job and continually going through the routine and doing the same thing day after day just didn't feel right. But again, of course, I'm human, right? And I had a lot of fears and I was like, you know, I need to be practical and we have bills to pay, a mortgage, car notes, you know, how on earth could we manage all of it if I quit my job but when I saw that sign I just knew and I actually took a picture of it with my cell phone it's on the possibility of today.com if you want to see it because even to this day I love looking at that picture because it's the perfect reminder of the moment when everything changed you know I had been feeling so unsettled And I look up and there's the sign saying life is about creating yourself. I mean, and honestly, I've always believed that the universe gives you signs, but I'm like a three foot sign in my hotel room. Like that's just too obvious. Like that's not the way it works. It's a little more subtle than a huge three foot sign telling you exactly what you want to hear. But again, I knew that was just my chief negativity officer trying to get me to doubt what I could literally see with my eyes. And I just knew like it was okay. At that moment, I knew everything that I had been so conflicted over, I, I could do what I wanted. I could quit my job and go after what I was really passionate about. And it felt not only like I could do it, but that I was supposed to do it. And I was allowed to rethink what was possible. I was allowed to dream big and I was allowed to go for it. And it ended up being a little less than a year later that I did finally end up quitting my job. And I can honestly say it was absolutely one of the scariest decisions I made to give up my career and my security, but it was absolutely the best decision I ever made. And I share that with you because I'm just an everyday person that dreamed big and went after what I really wanted. 
And since you are now also in the business of setting resolutions and continually setting goals, I think if you haven't already done this in terms of dreaming big, today is a great time to start doing it because life really is about creating yourself. And that is a truth that's meant for all of us. And sometimes it just helps to hear someone else reassure you of that. You know, for me, it was the sign, but I can reassure you today and I can confidently tell you that you are absolutely meant to live the life you've always dreamed about. And one of the most important things I have ever learned was that if you have this feeling that there's something more for you, it's there for a reason. You are meant to find your way to whatever it is that you really want for your life. Maybe it relates to your profession or a relationship, or maybe there's just something you've always wanted to accomplish. Whatever it is, today is the perfect day to start getting serious about going after it. So how do you do that? Well, of course, you know, I have some suggestions for that too. The first thing I would suggest is to spend some time daydreaming. And for just a little while, throw being realistic out of the window. Like grab a cup of coffee or tea, take an hour or two and just sit and daydream. Think about what you really want. There's nothing that's too big. There's nothing that's too small. It's all just a matter of what you really want. And actually, I'll share with you a quote that I just love by Robert Fritz. If you limit your choices only to what seems possible or reasonable, you disconnect yourself from what you truly want and all that is left is a compromise. So just for this one time, do yourself a favor and dream big and sit down and create a list and put down at least five possibilities, five things that you know you really want. And honestly, when I was going through this exercise, because I did this, I did this before I created the possibility of today, the answers didn't come right away. But just sitting down and thinking about it and putting my mind there, what I noticed was over the next like couple of weeks, things just started kind of flooding in. So just take today and start and sit down and daydream and write down those five possibilities. And then after you have those five, the best thing to do is to pick one and c commit to it, to put all your power, all your force, all your vision behind one. It doesn't mean you're not going to get to the other four that are on your list, but I've always found that it's much better to kind of focus on one possibility at a time and really give it everything that you can. And then in terms of what you're going to do, it's the same thing that you do with the resolutions that we talked about. You're going to break it down into bite-sized pieces and you're going to think, okay, in the next 30 days, I've decided that I want to write a cookbook. What can I do to get there? What can I literally do in the next 30 days that's going to allow me to get a step closer? 
Maybe I can look at recipes. Maybe I can go to different restaurants. Maybe I can research things online. Maybe I can review other cookbooks. You literally sit and just think about things that you can do the next 30 days. And then you make sure that you're taking a step every single day. So that is it in terms of dreaming big. We have our resolutions. We know what we're going to do with that in terms of the New Year's resolutions. We now know we're going to take it a step farther and we are going to continually dream big. We are going to sit down today and go through our possibilities, really think about what we want, find our way to making a list of at least five things, choosing one and committing to it. And then for both the resolutions and these things that we're dreaming big about, we're going to break it down into bite-sized pieces and focus on what we can do in the next 30 days and make sure we are taking a step every day. So now that we know exactly what we're going to do with those, let's move on to the live today better than yesterday quiz section. I have a scenario to share with you in the next segment. You are listening to the possibility of today on webtalkradio.net. All right, so time for the Live Today Better Than Yesterday quiz section. This is the time when we look at a situation and we just honestly and objectively evaluate whether or not it is an example of living today better than yesterday and integrating the stuff we know into our everyday life, which we know is the entire point (laughs) of kind of learning these things and how we grow and how we develop. So imagine this. This is actually something that I witnessed just yesterday um, because I was traveling home from the holidays and I'm at the airport and there's this family behind me and it's this dad. He's got like a five-year-old kid on his shoulders and his wife is pushing a stroller with another child who must have been two. And so we're coming around the corner and they're behind us in the security line. So you know how you can, you know, pay attention to the person in front of you, but also kind of hear the people in back of you. Okay. So that's the situation. And the dad says to the wife, I just have one request. (laughs) Hurry up. And so then the wife says, you are being crazy and scary. And I laugh, right? Because All of you who have traveled with young kids know that it almost is literally an act of Congress to get everyone packed, everyone to the airport. Then you have to go through airport security. You have to check your bags. There's like so much to do. And so it creates, I don't know, let's say a lot of, it could potentially create a lot of tension in the air. And I could feel that that was what was happening with that couple. And so the live today better than yesterday question is true or false if there's something that somebody else is doing that you know has to change so for example the dad knew that the wife had to hurry up because they had to make their flight can you tell them that and still be you know 
living today better than yesterday? Can you share your frustrations is the question, true or false? The answer is actually true. And it's not that you're complaining. It's not that you're venting. If you're actually trying to find a resolution, trying to encourage somebody to get somewhere quicker, I say, by all means, share that with them. But, and this is a big but, capital letters, bold, all of that, you've got to be thoughtful of the way you say things, right? So (laughs) telling someone, I have one request, and being very intense when you say it, which he was, and saying, hurry up. I mean, of course she's going to (laughs) react the way she did and say you're being scary and crazy right now because that's the way it feels. People can feel that when you're just so intense and you're so frustrated. And so it's just, I think about, and this is, I think, something that we all can focus on. I know I really am always trying to make a concerted effort to focus on the way that I'm presenting information that has to be presented. So like I need a behavioral change. (laughs) I need something to change, something to be different than the way it is, but really just being thoughtful about the way you say it and, you know, maybe smiling, maybe being gentle. That's really how you can still get across your point, but of course make certain that you are living today better than yesterday and of course treating your spouse or anyone else close to you the way that they should be treated. So that is it. That's our quiz for today. And that is the show. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you are all pumped up and ready for 2013. It's going to be an amazing year. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you have some time, drop by possibilityoftoday.com or drop by the Facebook page. And of course, live today better than yesterday. 